You with Andrew is back, baby. I find your lack of faith disturbing. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And that's right. Today, we're taking another step into the EU. Um, I don't know if we said this we did. on air. Did I, did I say this? Did, have we talked about how this is going to be happening more frequently? Yeah, and it was my idea. You said that on air. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. That's to... right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. this We're doing one a month, and... This is this is September and we're doing it right now. So, uh, yeah. So we, uh, it's actually really funny that this worked out this way because I was planning to do uh, this next episode on Revan. I'd been planning that for a while, and it just so happens that uh, they re- they announced the Knights of the Old Republic remake and confirmed that. So uh, I'm really pumped. Five today. If you can find Fine. one. Wait, 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 wait. Did you you said you bought a PS5? No, no, I said buy a PS5. Oh, today. you can't find them, and that game's probably not gonna be out for another two years anyway. So True. well, it's it's kind of stupid because I'm one of the the minority of people that uh, play Switch. You can you can play Star Wars Hunters. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Fortnite. That's gonna be great. But anyways, that's not what this episode's about. Any, all I'm saying is I I love uh, I play through Kotor once, uh, but I, like I really played through it and uh, I loved every second of it. It's my favorite Star Wars game of all time to this day, hands down. And it's really nice to see that it's getting a remake. Um, because we've, I mean, people have been wanting that for years and years and years and years. Um, so if someone that makes decisions is watching this on YouTube or listening to the audio version, uh, please, I don't even, it doesn't even have to be a fully remastered version. Just give me a port for Switch. Just let, give me the ability to play it on Switch and I'll be give happy. Even if it's the, the old, old graph. One. Huh? A, a port of the old one. Yeah, I mean they have it on mobile. They they have sure. Kotor two on mobile. Like, did you just put it on? The, I have one on my phone. Oh, you have one on mobile. Yeah. Oh, hey, see, just put it on Switch. I think actually, I think the mobile one is one and two to buy. Dude, okay, what? Why have we not gotten it on Switch? I don't even care about the updated graphics. Just let me relive the swoop bite racing in all like three sixty p and. It's all like, anyways. Uh, so, but all that to say, we're talking about Revan today in today's installment of EU with Andrew. Uh, but first, one, at the time of recording this, it is September 21st, and we are less than 24 hours. Yeah. I don't know how many hours we're, we are. We're between, like eight hours away. Eight, eight <laughs> hours away from the, the drop of Star Wars Visions. Yes. Which I am stupidly excited about because I'm an anime fan. 
And uh, so we're going to be probably all binge watching that tomorrow in, in our own ways. And then next week, next Tuesday, we will be back with some visions content. Uh, we don't exactly know what that's going to look like yet because we have to watch it and then decide how to break it down. But visions content is coming. So stay tuned for that. And speaking of <laughs> visions, Jeremiah has a, apparently has an announcement True. Yeah. Uh, for big surprise announcement. Big surprise announcement. I don't, I, maybe it's, it maybe it's not week. as a big deal as as I'm making it, but I think it's a big deal. And you guys, are, I'm, I want to see your reaction. I was supposed okay, to be last week. To be, yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, we've been waiting for this for two weeks now. Yeah, because it was supposed to be last week, but then Drew couldn't make it because of his kid and it's all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. so. Sorry. Jeez. I, I took a liberty and I did something that I've never done before. That both of you have done and have encouraged me to do. Oh. And you've talked about it on the podcast, and I just have to like sit back and be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But since we last met, you had whiskey. No. Oh. I binge watched oh. all the Harry Potter movies. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I I need to I need to do something just for you, Jeremiah. Wow. Is it gonna be static? Uh, no, it's not gonna <laughs> be static because I'm just, I'm making sure that it works. Jeremiah, this is this is just for you. Dude, okay, wow. this is just for you. I'm proud of you, Jeremiah. How how was it? Yeah, what did you? What did you, you want think? my honest thoughts about this whole oh, series? Maybe not. Um, I <sighs> there's some good things and some bad things. I'll say how about that. Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah, How was the first one? Did you first, like the first three one? movies, complete and utter trash. Oh, whoa, okay. Whoa. Terrible movies. The first three movies were just terrible. I did not enjoy them really at all. But moving forward from the fourth movie on, I actually started to enjoy them. So there's that. And I would say that Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 were amazing. Like, I was almost crying in in part two. Yeah, heck yeah, you <laughs> wow. were. Um, so like, I was on the edge of my seat for both of those movies. Um, I could definitely tell that all the movies or all the books should have been made into two movies each because there was a lot I could tell was skipped over because yeah. a lot of the stuff did not make sense. <laughs> I, I love, did not. I love how Jeremiah is like, yeah, I could tell they left a lot out. Has never read the books. But well, I mean, but you're right. I, you're, you're right. I'm right. Yeah. Right. So like, I could tell. I'm like, there's a stuff that didn't make sense. Like, I was it was just moving really fast, and like, I had no idea what was going on half the time. Sometimes. Yeah. And like, um, the, the, yeah. I I was going in thinking there was gonna be it was gonna be more of a a visual spectacle of magic, and it wasn't. Like, there's only a few like big scenes of like fighting, and that was like. The end of I keep thinking like episode four, episode five, <laughs> um, but like the fourth movie when uh, we see Voldemort fight Harry for the first time, like that was like a big fight. Then we see in uh, Order of the Phoenix, uh, Dumbledore versus Voldemort. Like there's that. So like there's only a few of these big spectacles. That so I was kind of disappointed in that. But when we did get him, I I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean. You have to keep in mind that 
I mean, they they really grew into this isn't a Harry Potter podcast, but they really no, grew into the VFX. Right. For, for these right. movies, you know, um, and, there's a and reason they, why they want to redo them. And well, and it spanned over the course of like 20 years. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, like, I think it was it's like 12, no, but. 2001 yeah. to 2011. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 10 years. It was like a decade. Yeah. It was a long span of time. I mean, like, um, all of the actors and actresses like basically grew up. Like their 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 growth period was spent, you know, doing these right. movies. And I, I like right. that the actors' ages were appropriate for their role. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. wasn't like you know the first two uh, Spider Man uh, things were like it's like a twenty five year old guy playing a sixteen year old kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like I appreciated that and seeing them grow together. I thought that was that was fun. Well, we can. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Not that the fan the, the fan base is here for this. Maybe now that you've done this, maybe we'll have an episode, like a special, super special extra episode on the Harry Potter movies or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. it can be like a special special event when we've got some time to kill or something. Or I don't know. I, my my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. Like she is the Harry Potter, uh, probably not to the same depth, but she's definitely she was like way more into Harry Potter um than star wars before we met and so who knows maybe i can convince her to come on and share her thoughts as well but yeah uh there there is a lot left out from the books right. uh well, there characters left out too yeah but i i saw the movies and then um started going through the audiobooks and i was like like there's scenes in the first movie uh in in the first book and that are left out in the first movie and i'm like wow like I get why they left them out, but they're like full. Like this is not like a dis- deleted scene where you go back and watch it in like a the special features, and it's like ah, this didn't really add anything. It's like no, it's like a full. <laughs> it's like a whole thing, a whole so ordeal. The one question I have though is, in the fourth movie, the guy that dies at the end, that gets killed by spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, did he have more story in the book? Yes, because he died and I didn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. I, you, you didn't do anything he, in he the. Didn't care? No, because there was no time. With, there was like oh he was gosh. in the movie for like five minutes. Dude, Cedric, that, that nobody was, cared. That was Twilight before it was. Before I get. Twilight. I know that guy was from Twilight, but yeah, like Robert Pattinson, He's he died. And I'm like, am I supposed to care about this guy? Like, yeah, no, I get that too. Like, if it was like Neville or something, like I would have cared because like he was like there for every movie. Like, oh, so Deathly Hollows Part Two happens. You were probably like flying off your couch when Neville did what he did. Yeah, yeah. when he became the man he was. Born. I don't understand why no, they he... waited to blow the bridge. They should have just blew it up right away. Okay, I but still, I didn't get that. Anyways, anyways, we're getting. And, I, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm happy. I'm happy Harry that Potter Neville with Jeremiah episode. I'm happy that <laughs> that Neville and Luna were a thing at the end of the movie, though. Yeah, I I might. This is a hot take. I think Luna might be my favorite character in Star Wars or in Harry Potter. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I and like he, her. And Jeremiah's not the one drinking whiskey. Nope. And he had just slipped out. Luna might be his favorite Harry Potter, I mean, Star Wars character. <laughs> I love Mrs. Weasley. She's not my favorite character, but Mrs. Lee, Mrs. Weasley is. 
She's, she's that uh, mom that everyone wanted. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, that's, we're, you're not here to listen no, to yeah, Harry I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> uh, what what is I'm happening? I'm back, guys, if you guys are Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, hey, Drew's back. <laughs> it's been like a few a hot minute, but... Yeah, he uh, he had a baby. And uh, right before we started actually recording this episode, we got to see the baby, little Miles. True. Um, so my question is, have you tested his midichlorian count yet? And, ha- and not, or has the well, Jedi? We we have, but we're still waiting for it to come back. Oh, it's probably pretty backed up. Yeah, it's doing during uh, COVID, COVID with all pandemic, the extra yeah. babies <laughs> and people not working, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. hard to. I, sometime this week, we'll figure out if we get to keep them or not. So. Yes, yeah, st- staffing has been down at the Jedi Temple, from what I've heard. So yeah, you gotta you just gotta wait. I can't even imagine if that was like our thing. Like, oh, by the way, you don't get to keep your kid anymore starting like yeah that. yeah like, you, that is you, such a you went through all this work it, it see this see every, drew's life has changed we just got a subtle a subtle picture of how your life has completely changed i would not let that happen yeah drew would, I would drew not would let him fight be him. the jedi that he was supposed to be let's just say that <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so like i said in the beginning uh yeah we're doing eu with andrew we're talking about revan today revan is uh definitely top if i were to like go back and restructure my list i mean he was in my top five for sure but i would say he's probably top three if not higher maybe top maybe maybe number two eu luke is still not my number one but he's one of my favorite characters so it was a lot of fun um and i actually learned some things about revan researching this episode that i did not know uh specifically about his life post the book. So this is a good, this is kind of a good segue. Uh, Revan is, for those of you that don't know, is a character that was introduced in Knights of the Old Republic, um, which was the game, the game, uh, the Star Wars game, critically acclaimed, has one of the best like reveals in video game history, um, kind of akin to the Darth Vader, I am your father uh, reveal in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, and then there was later, uh, there was Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, and then there is a Revan novel that continues his story post, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, obviously that's Legends as well. It's a great read. Uh, and here's your warning. If for some reason you've never played KOTOR or you've not read the book, this is your spoiler warning because we are going to be 100% covering, uh... That's why I'm kind of disappointed because they announced the game and I'm like, I want to play the game and know the story, but now I'm going to be spoiled, but that's fine. True. Well, you, I mean... Jeremiah, are you on like a sign-up list for the PS5 or something? No. Oh. Are you going to buy a PS5? Eventually. Oh. Yeah, he will. He's he's PlayStation all the way. Yeah. I I just hope that they announce that it's going to be on PC so then I don't have to buy a PS5. Because I don't. I'm pretty sure... Sh- okay, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be on PC and Xbox... Yeah. But it's it's a timed it's like a timed exclusive. Correct. It's not gonna be a PlayStation only thing for good. I think I think you'll get it. Um, but that's that's another reason why I'm angry that it's not on Switch, because everybody seems to include the the big boy consoles. But well, I think it's the graphics, it's what they're doing to the game. Okay, that's fine. Like if they wanted to do it in Unreal Engine like fifty that's fine. Just give me a port. <laughs> I said it once, I'll say it again. Like I'll deal with the crappy graphics. I just want to replay that game. 
but any, anyways, uh, so this is your spoiler warning for Knights of the Old Republic um, and the Revan, the Legends Revan novel, um, both of which tell great stories. So you have been warned. So I, uh, I thought about just covering the Knights of the Old Republic in the novel, but that wouldn't be any fun. So we're going to go all the way back. We're going to go all the way back uh, to the beginning and cover a little bit of everything as, as it applies to Revan and his life and the things that he did. Um, so let's go ahead and get this presentation started. For those of you who were here for the last one, there was not a presentation, but this time there is. Let's get it. I am sharing my screen. Can you confirm that you can see my screen? I can see us. I can see us. Great. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Us. It's because I did. It's because I've got it full screen. It's like Inception. It's a presentation within a presentation within a presentation. Obviously, this is going to... I'm going to cut this out later, but... <laughs> There we go. Can you see my screen now? Hey. And if I yep. and if I hit present, can you see it? Hey. Yeah. Yep. All is. right. We are in business. Okay. <laughs> so E with Andrew, we're we're just gonna jump right in. What are you I laughing like your at? Little, your thing that you put up there. Definitely not trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna continue to be a thing. It's in all of my presentations at least once. So. Uh, EU with Andrew, who it was Revan. Uh, so this is this is your all like all inclusive one stop shop. If you have no idea who Revan is, hopefully by the end of this, you're gonna have a really good idea. You're gonna get for sure like a thirty thousand foot view of his overall character and the events that surrounded his character. But also, hopefully, you'll learn uh, some really interesting details as well. So let's dive in. Part one: Early life and training. Also, Jeremiah, this is for you. Definitely not trash. Is this going to be on every slide? Uh, no. no. No, it's not. I actually, I actually got rid of it. It was on every slide, uh, but I got rid of it. Um, and I also want to go back and, and make it known that I think it's really funny that you thought the first three movies of Harry Potter were trash, uh, which is almost half. So at least you're consistent. That's, that's good. All right. Uh, so the man later known as Revan, was believed to be born in the Outer Rim territories around 3994 BBY and went on to learn under many different Jedi Masters as a Padawan, both in the Temple on Coruscant and the Jedi Enclave on Dantooine. During these studies, he became fast friends with another Padawan named Alec, which... Last uh, name Trebek? No. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I just think it's funny the two names of this character, Alec, and then the other one that we're going to be introduced to that he turns into. It's just not very original. Like the transition wasn't original, but it is what it is. Uh, so he became fast friends with another, another Padawan named Alec and was described as having an insatiable desire for knowledge during his youth. While some masters discounted it as being a youthful trait, others were uneasy seeing this desire manifest. 
Uh, it was also said that while he was a Padawan, Revan trained, uh, that's not supposed to be the case, but Revan studied uncommon force powers like force bonds, which is a link between two force users uh, to a varying degree of strength in the force. Uh, and that's kind of it. <laughs> like I looked into force bonds and it's like, it's just a link. Uh, it's apparently more of a rare thing, but especially now that we have it in canon as like a dyad in the force, it's that's like being a dyad is essentially the most powerful form of what that is. Okay. Uh, sometime before the year 30, 3964 BBY, Revan and his friend Alec both achieved the rank of Jedi Knight. Revan was well known as a powerful and charismatic Jedi within the Order, though he was always seen as a superior and more intelligent uh, to his close friends. So uh, everyone, basically everyone liked Revan more <laughs> and thought he was more powerful. So uh, yeah, any questions so far? Uh, from the previous screen, you, I see that you still used Planet Earth as a... Uh... Okay, Jeremiah. <laughs> Wait, what? You still use Planet Earth for your red planet as Africa? Right okay, there? It, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jeremiah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's one of those students. Our, uh... Also, chat, everyone's taking notes, just so you guys know. So you, if you have a pop quiz, Andrew. Teacher, you forgot to hand out your homework. For for tonight, uh, was I that student? Yes, you were. Yeah, you <laughs> were. <laughs> were you the one that was like when the teacher forgot to take up an the assignment? Quiz. Were you the one that was like, "Hey, hey, you forgot to take that up"? Did you do that? No, that's good because I would I would have reason to to be angry at you for like four seconds. Okay, but and that's then good. He would encounter you and ask for all your notes because he didn't take any. No, I definitely took my own notes, oh, but well, I was also the me. one that was like, <laughs> I was also the one that was like, you know, I'd rather watch Doctor Who or Avatar The Last Airbender than study or like complete my homework. Uh, I had a pretty good work, at, work ethic though. I mean, like I did this, I mean, this, this I presentation. Mean, you did that? You know. You did this? You graduated? Yeah. Yeah, I did with a degree in that, music. So. It's not the most academic degree. Hey, but you're uh, living your best life right now. So no, I am. I, I definitely well, am. Well, that matters. Uh, I look down. Um, Boom Bacarna says, Riley says, what is studying? Well, if you don't know at this point in your life, just keep God moving. bless America. Just, God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're moving on to part two, the Mandalorian Wars. All right. In 3964 BBY. So like 30 years-ish later. The Mandalorian uh, warriors began an invasion of the Outer Rim, beginning the event known as the Mandalorian Wars. Revan became enraged at the Jedi Council for their refusal to support Republic troops with their involvement and began speaking out in protest. Revan believed that the Jedi Order should be aiding the Republic troops and leading the charge to push back the Mandalorians. He was labeled the Jedi's own crusader by the larger media and soon began to sway like-minded Jedi within the Order to his cause. Alec being the first, uh, he's the friend that is, is going to play a pretty big role in his story, uh, as military and civilian casualties began to rise. To all those who joined him, he was honor honorarily called their master. Uh, and then the picture here, for those of you that are watching the video version, uh, this is him addressing the Jedi Council. 
Yeah, so uh, this is interesting because it reminded me, Jeremiah, of our conversation from last week on uh, what the Jedi, the role of the Jedi should be in the greater galaxy and in uh, the events that, that happened or, or that happen in the galaxy. Uh, and I thought it was interesting um, that, that a big part of his story is that he was outspoken in saying that they should be more involved. Right. Um, because, I mean, to be fair, the Mandalorians just kind of started making their way in from the Outer Rim to the core, and all of a sudden you have this this threat that they need to be unified against. And so it is interesting because this would be a situation going back to that conversation where I would say their involvement is relatively warranted. I wouldn't say the whole order like we saw in the Clone Wars or most of the order, but at least at least a good amount of Jedi to to defend people and secure a victory. Uh, but it's interesting because unlike the Clone Wars, the Jedi Council was like, nah, we're not, we're not getting involved. They they can do their own thing. But like I also mentioned, the Republic had a military at this point. Right. Uh, which was one of the big defining factors that we talked about. So anyways, uh, one interesting note that I want to make sure people get is that uh, to his followers, he, he was not the rank of master, but he was called their master honorarily uh, because of his views and because of his leadership. So, Interesting. Yeah. Eventually, Revan and his followers traveled to the war front against the High Council's wishes to scout out the enemy lines. Shortly into his campaign, he left Alec and most of his followers on the planet Serja, where they were captured in a Mandalorian ambush. Revan returned to the Jedi Council with his findings, labeling them as disturbing, but was told once again that the Jedi had no place in the war. He was told, however, to go and rescue the captured Jedi instead. The Jedi were eventually rescued. Uh, side note, it wasn't by him, but that's another story for another day. Uh, they were eventually rescued and resumed campaigning with Revan, and that definitely autocorrected from Revan to Raven. Thank you for that autocorrect. Uh, who is now publicly deemed by the Republic as a crusading savior ignored by the Jedi Council. So there was a there was a pretty big media aspect to this because obviously the war is in is in the eye of the public, right? Um, and this was definitely one of those situations where him acting out as a Jedi and doing something very much against the, what the Council uh, wanted him to do definitely gained the public's eye and attention of the media. So. He was labeled as a crusading savior, ignored by the council. He also became known as the Revenkist, uh, the leader of the Revenkist movement of Jedi Crusaders. So, yeah. Any questions so far? No. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously there, there's a lot, and this is going to be much more of a summary. Um, there is actually... <laughs> There's a lot of detail. If you go to like Wikipedia and type in Revan, his his entry, uh, not only do they go step by step through the Knights of the Old Republic game, but they also have an incredible amount of detail for these parts of the story. So obviously, if you know uh, more about Revan than you're, than you're hearing in this episode, please understand that it's there. I acknowledge that it's there. I just... <laughs> there's no way I could inc incorporate it all into this podcast episode. We'd be here for like... This is the movie version. Yeah, this is the this is True. the movie version, not the book. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. Uh, so the Revenkist continued to intervene in galactic affairs as a subset of the Jedi Order and were eventually condemned by the Jedi Council. So it's worth noting that he had a Revan had a substantial following and they were they were out there like doing stuff on their own um one one example is like they there was like a, a weapons dealer that was trying to to sell off you know these weaponized creatures to whoever wanted them and like Revan stepped in and basically basically had his followers assured that they didn't oh it was um it was space slugs from the empire strikes back they had weaponized those and he had his followers step in and basically assure that they did not become a problem because a few of them had had force visions that they would be the ruin of the galaxy and all these things and so like they were they were acting uh governing as a governing body would be too strong of a word but they were definitely intervening in like major things that the Jedi Order would intervene in, but without the 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 blessing of the High Council, um, so obviously that that was a problem for the Council uh, when they have people out there doing what they're doing um, without without their their say. Um, so, unbeknownst to Revan, Alec. Who was known? Who was now known as Captain Malik? So he went from Alec to Malik. Wait, uh, wait, just, isn't there a, a Darth Malik? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Same. See, there you go. Any eagle-eared uh, listeners who might not know the full story but know of Darth Malik, that should ring some bells. Is that next month? No, it's in this episode. Oh, okay. but but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, so Alec, who is now known as Captain Malik, spoke out against the group to the council, to the Jedi council, and was sent back to Revan with one final warning to stop that what they were doing. So he actually spoke out against Revan to the council and the council was like, okay, go back and tell them they have one more chance to stop this or else essentially. However, when Malik returned to the Revan kissed, he was followed by a group of Jedi Masters who confronted the Revenkist on the planet Kathar. During the confrontation, Revan found a Mandalorian mask underfoot and picked it up. Ooh. All the Jedi in the area suddenly shared the same terrifying Force vision, the genocide of the Kathar, which just the people of Kathar, at the hands of Cassus Fett, who is Ooh. not a direct descendant, but in uh, EU, it is the same, for sure, the same clan as Django and Boba. Ooh. Revan was enraged and put uh, the mask on, which was the mask of the female Mandalorian who tried to stop the massacre in the vision, uh, vowing not to take it off until the Mandalorians were defeated. So fun fact, Revan's mask is the mask of a female Mandalorian. That's pretty cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So he picks it up. They all have that same force vision and it shows it's this vision of, of the past where the Mandalorians are, uh, especially under the, under the leadership of Cassus Fett, just wiping out an entire people group. Um, some of the details are that they, they basically cornered them 
in the ocean against the ocean and then Cassis ordered so he kills the female Mandalorian because she tried to st stand up to him and then he orders his uh, I, I, I guess would be his battle cruisers in space to fire on them and he just wipes them all out uh so it's question yes so what exactly is the motivation on the mandalorian side and what they're doing okay we will get to that okay we will actually get to that that's a that's actually a really good and a very relevant question um but for now just know that they're they're attacking the republic essentially okay. yeah uh, disturbed by the vision, the council begrudgingly allowed Revan and his followers to officially enter the war as a group of healers or a mercy corps, though they were quickly though they quickly began fighting the Mandalorians openly on the front. So the other Jedi Masters that were there, they experienced the vision. They can't deny the evil. Uh, they can't deny the events that took place. And they're moved to say, okay, well. We can't officially send the order into the war. We're not going to do that. Is there another way we can do it? And Revan's like, hey, actually, in uh, the old Sith Wars that we had just fought a few, you know, a little while ago, a few hundred years ago, um, the Jedi were actually sent into battle at some point as these healers. And that's a loophole. So we're going to send, if you'll, if you'll let me, let me and my followers go in as, quote, healers. And then we'll be a part of the actual Republic military. So they get the approval to do that, even though the council isn't 100% on board and they go in as healers, but then they're like, screw this, we're going to fight. Um, I was thinking of Ahsoka was an advisor on the Siege of Mandalore or something like that. Yeah. She wasn't from the Jedi Council, she was just an advisor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a similar situation. Um, so Revan Amalek achieved amazing victories and Revan was known as a skilled and capable military leader. Um, and it, and it does go into detail on a couple of these, um, victories in the Wikipedia page is very, very much worth reading. Um, but I couldn't include all of them in this. Um, as a result, the chancellor Tol Cressa deemed him supreme commander and placed a third of the Republic military under his control. So that kind of backfired into the faces of the council. Uh, but he, he became a huge military leader. Um, they began to push the Mandalorians back, but did so uh, at all costs, meaning large sacrifices of material and resources began to be made to gain the upper hand, and Revan and Malak adopted a cold and calculating disposition, unlike their fellow Jedi and much like the Mandalorians they were fighting. So... This is kind of the part um, where we slowly begin to see Revan and Malik turn. So they're obviously they're not turning towards the dark side actively at this point, um, but they begin to adopt ideologies and um, mindsets that are very much not the Jedi way. So just make note of that as as we continue. And they're the, the the group of Jedi are alongside Republic troopers, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, the Mandalorians are fighting. Obviously, it's a large group of Mandalorians. So uh, this is this is a point where, um, and, and I did I didn't stress this because this isn't about 
um, the Mandalorians. This is about Revan, but the Mandalorians were like, I, I think even more so in legends than they were in canon like they were even more prepared and more skilled and more equipped and more um powerful of an enemy than they even are in canon and so like for the mandalorians to to attack the galaxy like it's it's bad news and it's a huge threat it's an actual huge threat um because i mean you think of like just think of like every single soldier being as skilled and as prepared as Bo-Katan. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not, that's not good, you know? Right. Um, so obviously that, that's one of the reasons why Revan was so um, fired up and trying to, to, to get into the, um, the fight because like really and truly the Republic troops were losing pretty badly. Uh, so yeah, he he and his followers. The number is never really disclosed, but it, it is said that he he did have a substantial amount of followers. Um, they, I would I would imagine they would be something along the lines of like the military leaders or the generals that we see in the Clone Wars, um, because there were not enough of them to create their own you know army or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so. You, they, but because of the fighting, you start to see Revan and Malak slowly begin to kind of slip into some more dark side actions and, and, and mindsets and stuff like that when as they make decisions. At some point during the next two years, Revan and Malak stumble upon some ancient Rakatan ruins near the Jedi Enclave on Dantooine and, enter, and entered after being tested at the entrance. Though Malak cautioned Revan against doing so, the two entered and discovered a star map, an ancient relic that showed part of the way to the location of the Rakatan space station known as the Star Forge. Later, Revan discovered another star map and during his search for more, stumbled upon the uh, Treus Academy of Sith Learning on Malakor V. Uh, it was here that he began to learn from the dark side, knowledge contained in the temple, and where he also exposed Malak to it for the first time as well this is this the same malachor from rebels yes and no could be I, I don't i don't know if it's an actual if it's an actual link or not but this malachor for sure there was a sith uh academy on that so really quickly uh in in an event in anticipation to answer your question i'm sure you're probably wondering who were the rakatan right or the rakata is, is that a question at all yes okay i just i just i was just gonna take a quick it's gonna take a quick moment uh here to go through and just kind of briefly do a, a blurb about them uh but i gotta find my resources. Because I want you, you the listener, and everyone watching on YouTube or Twitch to have the most accurate information. Any questions so far? Nope. 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 <laughs> you're just All right. you're just teaching us so well, Andrew. Am I really? No question. Yeah. Yep. I had Professor it and then, and then I lost Andrew. it. Where'd it go? 
All right. So that everyone is on the same page. The Rakata were an amphibious humanoid species nat native to the planet Lehan and were, according to legend, the first to develop hyperspace travel. Stories also told that the species eventually became extinct as a result of corruption from the dark side of the Force. The species shared its name with the historical uh, Rakatan Infinite Empire and the mystical antiquities known as the Rakatan Wraith Boxes. Um, basically, uh, the, they, they also enslave people <laughs> to a very oh, large fun. scale. Um, and so they were, they were evil. They were evil. They were dark side users and they were the first to, uh, in legends to figure out hyperspace travel. So it made them a huge. Did they, did they uh, cook a lot with ricotta? I, I surely hope so. Boo. <laughs> Don't boo me. <laughs> I, I, will, I was thinking about something similar, Jer Jeremiah. You kind of beat me to it. Uh, it's spelled differently. It's not ricotta. It it's ricotta. Huh? Oh, what? What? It, but it tastes the same. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll use that for a Coruscant Cafe video. Ooh. Oh, you should bring a little bit of legends into uh into the, the into kitchen. Into my kitchen. Into your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what we try to do here. So we, we try to bring legends into your kitchen. I know where I'm going with this. It's funny because I'm in my kitchen right now. So like. wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, back to the presentation. <laughs> We're going to uh, jump back in here. Okay, so basically they, they found some some Rakatan ruins and they found what's called a star map, which is uh, a piece of the map to the location of the Star Forge, uh, which is an incredibly powerful weapon that builds. It, it, it Essentially, if I'm dumbing it down super, super low, it... It is a, a weapon that builds fleets and weapons and stuff like that at a great rate. Interesting. Yes, which is a huge advantage for anyone who wants to, yeah. I don't know, conquer the galaxy. Uh, anyway, so Revan continued to learn the dark side, but did not completely denounce his Jedi teaching either. So he's in, he's in this kind of gray Jedi. like He acknowledges the benefits of the dark side, but he does not completely... Uh, forsake his Jedi teaching so at this point. Is he like consciously making like wanting to learn the dark side or is it kind of like yes. he's passively like, by accident? No, it, it's pretty conscious because remember um, they they were talking about how like when he was younger he had this insatiable desire for knowledge and I think once he he, he started by researching the kind of uncommon force abilities that the light side had to offer. And then obviously he comes, he comes, he stumbles upon this Sith knowledge and he's like, Hmm, this is really interesting. Uh, and I can, I can learn a lot from this. And so I think it's more so like he understands what it is. He's not committing to it as like a, you know, like a dark Lord of the Sith, uh, to that level, but he's also not shying away from it either because he sees its value. Right. So he's kind of in limbo at this point in between the two sides. Um, 
So he's continuing to learn the dark side, but did not completely denounce his Jedi teaching either. He continued to fight the Mandalorians alongside Malak and his followers, culminating in a massive drawn-out loss on the moon of Duxon. In an attempt to draw the Mandalorians out and end things once and for all, Revan ordered the construction of the mass shadow generator, which is another super weapon, which would serve as the centerpiece of an elaborate trap for them. Mandalore, the ultimate, the leader of the Mandalorians, was defeated by Revan in a fight to the death, and in his last moments told Revan of how he had been manipulated by a red-skinned Sith into starting the war in the first place mm. during the naval battle uh, led by General Mitra Surik, uh, who is a pretty important character in his story. Uh, the Shadow Mass Generator was activated. Revan and uh, Surik watched as countless Republic and Mandalorian ships were slammed into Malachor V's crust, fracturing the planet to its very core and killing thousands. After the defeat, the Mandalorians surrendered to the Republic. So essentially, when the, the mass shadow generator was activated, it used the, planet, the planet's gravitational forces against everything in orbit around the planet and essentially drew, drew them in at a rate that was so powerful when they you know, impacted with the actual planet's crust, it fractured it to its very core. Dang. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So another super we another super weapon, uh, you know, fun fun stuff there. Um, obviously, what I just said was a huge oversimplification of the battle, because uh, there's like in typical Star Wars fashion, there's a whole naval battle happening in space uh, while Revan is fighting Mandalore, the ultimate. Uh, but the key points is that uh, he Mandalore, the ultimate, challenges him. They fight one on one. Mandalore the Ultimate actually kind of holds his own pretty well, but Revan ends up defeating him and uh, taking his mask because, as we'll see in the next slide, the mask uh, of Mandalore the Ultimate was essentially the same thing as the Darksaber. It's mm. kind of the thing that everyone rallied behind and signified that you were you were man you were the Mandalore essentially. Like you were in charge because you Correct. had the mask. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'm looking down at the uh I'm looking down at the chat and there are definitely some people in here who know about this story and are talking about it already. Funny. All How right. How many people do we got watching tonight? Yeah. How many, Drew? Tell us. Uh right it, right now it's eight, but it's been up and down all night. So cool. All right. Part three, the rise of the Sith. Duh, you, guys, duh, duh. you guys ready? What, did you not have that button queued? The, what, the dun-dun-dun button? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've never had the dun-dun-dun well, button. you should. Dun-dun-dun. All right. There, well, copy Drew's little soundbite right you. there. Well, Dude, I have to do all the soundbites, I swear. For this. Like, <laughs> You're our own soundboard. I know, apparently. Like, why do we even wow. pay for the soundboard? Why don't we just do <laughs> Drew? Wow. Okay. Drew, push your buttons. <laughs> 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 duh, duh, duh. all right Seth let's go yeah I, I just looked I looked down and David has said the mask belonged to a fallen female Mandalorian that was killed unjustly Revan wears it in memorand yeah I went over that part dude you know what would be cool <laughs> is that they should make a black series helmet of that of Revan 
Yes. Dude, I already have the lightsaber. Thanks. How'd you get that? (laughs) I was literally about to give credit where credit is due, and then Jeremiah, Uh, how'd you get that? It was thank you, (laughs) thanks to you, Drew, and my lovely wife. Uh, And Jeremiah. And me. It was that's my what idea. I said. That, no, that's what I said. You, Drew, and my lovely wife. Oh, I thought it's like oh. you, Drew. Yeah, one I thought you just gave me credit. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I look down. Tanner says, you're missing one of the sabers, though. You're right. I am missing one of the sabers. And fun fact, I think that's Tanner's way of flexing because he has the other saber. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Either way, I think the helmet would be sick. I would buy it because. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'd I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Would you? They, I mean, they, there's some pretty good replicas out there too. I was I was ironically uh, looking to see how much it would cost to get a somewhat legitimate Revan costume for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah's laughing, but <laughs> long story short, <laughs> I think my wife and my in-laws and I are we're gonna go out and I like actually go out into their community and like hand out candy and stuff and kind of like do like reverse trick-or-treating and they were like well we gotta we gotta gotta dress dress up up. and i was like well i'm not i'm not gonna there's no way i'm doing this halfway like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go and get like a darth vader costume with some fake muscles on it or something from target like no you're gonna gonna, you're gonna cosplay it yeah i was like if, if i'm gonna like i don't i wasn't gonna completely commit to like fully cosplaying because, like, on one end, you have, like, the 501st, who does an, inc- Which, ins- an insane job. I wish job. I could join them one day. That'd be yeah. so dope. Yeah, it was like, you have the 501st, and they spend, you know, thousands of dollars, and, and all this time and effort is like, I can't do that. But I definitely don't want to go and get, like, the Mandalorian costume from Target. So it's like, I wonder, I wonder what the mid-ground is. It's not cheap. <laughs> like, the mid, like, you can get, like, a relatively nice Revan costume for like 200 bucks but then the helmet if you want the full helmet and it's already painted so you can get like you can get like an unpainted one an unfinished one for like i don't know 180 bucks but the second you're like oh finish it for me i don't want to do it myself it's like 250 or 300 so it's like 400 for the whole set. Yeah. At that point, you might as well just cosplay it. That's like a full cosplay. Right. Like right. $200 more, and then you get the belt that goes with it, and then you're fully cosplay. Yeah. It's not like he, he doesn't have like a bunch of armor, essentially, right? It's like mostly cloak. Well, there are some armor pieces, and there's definitely some somewhat intricate leather work that has to go into it as well. Mm. But like, I mean, you're right. The base, the base of it is a. It's not as in depth if you were like gonna do a full like Mando outfit or like Boba yeah. outfit or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I thought about it, but then I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Do with this the rest of the year? Uh, put it in a, <laughs> a get a full mannequin and have it you behind see, you all the time. See, that is more money. <laughs> That's more money so than you could. You could be like those kids that wear their Halloween costume like every day. Like, go to. Target I, wearing your Darth Revan costume. And- I had a well. I mean, that would make for good social media, for sure. True. Like I Log could just start up. a series, start a series where Darth Revan just does normal things. <laughs> Revan goes oh. to Target. Revan goes to Target. <laughs> Revan goes to the post office. I would watch that. Revan goes to sure McDonald's. The chat would watch that too. You should like do it in character too, like what he would do. So it's like, yeah. Like I yeah, could. Revan goes through the drive-through at McDonald's. Revan goes the drive-through. Revan <laughs> does his so taxes. Sick. 
<laughs> All of these no, like super lame it's things. Just as boring, but the drive through would be funny. Yeah, but no, I, I I can't I can't do that right now. One day, maybe one day when you know we we make it big and Jeremiah wins the lottery. Speaking and speaking of that, Powerball is at four hundred ninety million Ooh, it's right now. There. So you're I, only you're I, only ten million off. I'm not gonna buy a ticket. So if it uh, doesn't win tomorrow, someone doesn't win tomorrow night. I'm buying that ticket then for a Saturday's your boy, your And boy then the Mega boy. Millions is like 437 or something like that. So we're on the way. Here, here we go again. Here we here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm looking down at the chat, and David said go to the local strip mall and take pics with kids. No one, no kids would know who <laughs> Revan is. Well, It'd be so a bunch of like 30-year-old uh, guys. Yeah, like. yes. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, it'd be yes. like is, it, is this Luke Skywalker? Is this Ray? And then I have to, and then because it's me, I, there's no way I'd take the picture. I would explain it to them. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're standing outside of freaking Best Buy getting a whole EU with Andrew episode. Nobody needed that, but they got it anyways. So you just referred them or just have this episode playing in the background everywhere you walk. I could bring a Bluetooth speaker with me. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Let's get the boom box on your shoulder. Make it like old school. <laughs> oh, true. The 80s. That'd be dope. Revan with a boom box. Mm. I feel like there's a there's a parody rap or something in there. Oh, well, you make the video and post it on YouTube. There you go. Yep, I could. Uh, anyways, uh, so any questions <laughs> thus far about Riven? Uh, no. Okay. I, yeah. I've, oh, one question: Is his lightsaber white? What? No. Is his lightsaber white? No. It's in the it's... In pictures, it looks like it was white. It's no, purple. it's it's purple. He has a purple and a red. I remember, it's purple and red. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The lightsaber that we purchased for Andrew. Well, we got him. I thought it was a Darth Revan saber, so I thought. But it also goes light. I, so yeah, well. I mean, so he okay, so he had a purple saber as a Jedi. Okay. He also had a blue one at one point, and then obviously he has a red one. So did he have a a blue kyber crystal and a red kyber crystal, and then he put them together and made the purple one? No, he had the purple one first, Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or maybe he had that first, and he 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 accidentally broke the kyber crystal and broke into two. One was red, one was blue. Mm, that rhymed. That's probably what it was. Oh, it did. Purple I'm glad that Jeremiah knows his colors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anywho. Moving on. Okay, so uh, remember, the Mandalorians have been defeated. Yeah, uh, the Shadow Mass Generator was activated. Bunch of people died on both sides. Yep. Uh, we're post the Mandalorian Wars. In an effort to make sure the Mandalorians never rose up in the same way, Revan held on to Mandalore, the Ultimate's mask, uh, as it was like the Darksaber. So, again, he just held on to it to make sure that no one could gain that power. The Mandalorians broke up and soon became mercenaries and bounty hunters. It was during this time that Revan constructed the assassin droid HK-47 to selectively assassinate targets to make sure there was not another war. Uh, so I've talked about HK-47 in my droids. Was, wasn't that your the, droid? Yeah, one of my favorite one droids. One of your yeah. favorites? Yep. Uh, he's also a main character in the game. Really funny character. Um, speaking of lightsabers, real quick. David yes. said in the chat that his blue went to red, and he got the purple one... He got it after he became the Sith. Huh. I could have sworn he had it before, but I could be wrong. Anyway, so did he go purple once he went good again? What? No, it was already purple. 
So he had two? I'm confused. Yeah, he has. He had two. He had a purple and a red, or an amethyst and a red. Hmm. I mean, like, that's why my pop, my Funko pop that I have. That I got you, too? Yeah, Hmm. thanks, Drew. (laughs) He has two. And that's also why my lightsaber, the Revan lightsaber that I have, changes colors. That makes sense. So yeah. did, H- did HK forty seven use an AK forty seven? Shut your dirty. Yeah, as long as it was a legendary. As long as it was a legendary. Yeah, he in a in a in a galaxy full of energy based weapons. I actually though, fun fact, slugs. So like more traditional bullets were actually more deadly against the Jedi. Right, yeah, I forgot. So, yeah. It's not that far fetched, I guess. Why is that? They uh, because block they, them? yeah, they traveled faster than lasers. Oh, and so they they could kill Jedi more easily because <laughs> you couldn't you can't block something you don't see unless your precognition is really good. But if you're just like a regular Jedi Knight and you just got the rank of Knight and you don't really know what you're so doing, so are you saying if you had a sh- slug shotgun, you could kill more Jedi than? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you learn something new every day, folks. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. I like how he says that about that, but nothing else that you've said tonight. Like he hasn't learned anything well, yet. Not yet. Thanks, I'm waiting thanks, for it. Thanks, Drew. Okay. Okay. What do you mean, not yet? <laughs> I mean, that's something I would say at the end of the episode that I learned something new. Oh, the whole okay. episode. Okay. Like I didn't know that he had a Mandalorian, a female Mandalorian helmet. That's yeah. super dope. Mm-hmm. I just thought you just wore a helmet. Yeah. See, you I know, like that today too. You know, like a lot of the other people in Star Wars, they just wear helmets. I mean, yeah, trooper, that thing. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yep. He created HK-47 to selectively assassinate targets, to make sure there was not another war. It was also during this time that Mitra uh, Silic was left bereft of a connection to the Force because of the devastating effects of the mass shadow generator. So her and Revan were there. Think about the effects through the Force. If you were there, you're you're very powerfully Force sensitive, and then you you feel through the Force the thousands of people dying uh at that close range so this isn't like obi-wan just kind of like felt the death or not the death star felt um alderaan from halfway across the galaxy like they were there so it uh it, it got her pretty good but soon revan and malik continued into the unknown regions to confirm whether or not the man uh whether or not mandalore the ultimate had actually been tricked into the war so obviously um they he, Revan finds out the Mandalore the Ultimate was tricked, and then that just opens up a whole nother door, or like a base, basically like a Pandora's box situation of like, wait a second, if he was tricked into doing the war, somebody's behind this, and we have got to figure out who it is because there's a greater threat out there. So one clue led to another. Ooh, that and the, day. Yes. Uh, everyone who knows who this is will know. It, uh, that this is Vitiate, and we'll talk about Vitiate in a second. One clue led to another, and the two Jedi found themselves on the planet Nathema, which was completely barren of a connection to the Force, and so no connection at all. It was here that they learned the story of the Sith Emperor Vitiate, 
who a thousand years earlier in four, uh, 4999 BBY led the Sith uh, of the time in a ritual that left Nathema barren and him immortal in an effort to uncover the Sith threat. The search led them to the world of Droman Kos, which was the secret homeworld of the reconstituted Sith Empire. Revan and Malak posed as mercenaries in an effort to gain information about the Sith and soon learned of a plan by the Emperor to invade the Republic. Instead of taking the information back to the Republic, the proud and overconfident Jedi decided to confront Vitiate themselves. Upon entering the throne room, Vitiate quickly dominated their minds, uh, completing their turn to the dark side and uh, anointing them Darth Revan and Darth Malak. He sent them as the vanguard of his own invasion of the Republic, instructing them to find and employ the Rakatan Starforge. That's interesting. Yeah, I've seen the the game trailers with this guy's in it. Yep. And yep. So that, that those games parallel. Okay. So, so you how, have to. You have to understand that Vitiate was alive for thousands of years. Oh. Or at least a thousand years. Like, wow. It, it, like, actually, the ritual actually made him immortal or seemingly immortal. So, the, the thing, the thing so about. He, he wouldn't die of natural causes. He would have to be killed. Oh, correct. He'd okay. be an elf. And then the, 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 the caveat is that killing him was disgustingly hard. Like mm. he makes Palpatine look like a youngling comparatively. Like this dude was in the expanding universe. You could argue the most powerful Sith of all time. Like the fact that he like Revan and Malik and, and like Revan wasn't a pushover at this point. Like sure. He hadn't achieved the rank of master, but that's because he didn't have a Padawan. Like Revan was fairly powerful at this point, and they just walked in, and he just died. like he didn't. They didn't even get to attack him. Like all of this was done through the force, through their minds. Like they walked in, boom, they're done. Like they didn't even get to attack. Um, and he's that powerful. Uh, Vitiate was known for like straight up controlling people, like through the dark side, it just controlled them made them basically bend to his will. So he was he was disgustingly, disgustingly powerful. Um, and it's actually funny that he's not talked about more, but the reason why you see him in, you know, the cinematics for that game and in other places is because he, he lived long enough to, to, to have many forms, essentially. So interesting. Yeah, he was no joke. Definitely no joke. So, during the search for the remaining star map pieces, Revan continued to grow in the dark side uh, and even created his own Sith holocron in the temple of Naga Sadal. Of course they found he did. A, yep, where they found a star map. In 3959 BBY, Revan and Malak were able to triangulate the location of the Star Forge in the Lehan system. Their ship crashed, and they found themselves among two lost tribes of the Rakatan people. Uh, though the, through the use of treachery and cunning, they basically double-crossed both tribes. 
Revan tricked his way inside the Temple of the Ancients and gained access to the Star Forge above the planet. Revan and Darth Malak broke free of the Emperor's mental control and established their own empire with the Star Forge, an ancient space station of great power that had been built by the Rakatan species. Um, so they broke free of the Emperor's control, but they still adopted the the mandates of the emperor through his control as their own ideas so they weren't directly under the control of the emperor however they had been so heavily influenced by him that they continued to be sith lords and basically continued trying to do the thing that they that he sent them out to do just of their own free will, <laughs> which you can argue is that their free will, but basically that that's that's what happened. Uh, Wait, I, got, I got a question. Something yes. I'm confused about. So, can you go back to the last previous slide, maybe? Sure. Yes. Um, the planet, the barren planet, was uh, was barren of the connection of the forest. Correct. And is this where Vitiate? controlled their minds and turned them into Sith? No. So I, uh, the, okay. the, the planet that was barren in the Force was the site. They visited there, and they learned the story of Vitiate, and that was the site where he created what was essentially the, the first like thought bomb-type deal. But it made him immortal, which is oh, why the okay. planet was barren. Fast forward a thousand years, there's another planet called uh, Droman Kass, that is, Droman Kass is like the expanding universe version of Exegol. Like, in fact, it's also covered in storms, like thunderstorms, essentially the same way. Okay. Um, I was but just, I was just confused because I was like, I thought there was no force, so how could he? No, use no, no. The force. Okay. Yeah. So I. No, you're you're correct. So a thousand years later, Droman Kass, okay. it's it's the seat, uh, the secret seat of the new sith empire so over the last thousand uh, thousand years like he's built up the sith empire and it's its okay. own planet they have spaceports they have their own economy like it's like a modern planet you know uh but it like the whole planet is sith like That's cool the whole thing um and i mean like they have they have spaceports and obviously uh revan and malik were able to get in and pose um as mercenaries but so they, they there were off-worlders arriving and you know coming and going and, and whatever but um it was in the unknown regions and so the republic didn't know about it essentially so yes what is like the point of the sith at this point like because you don't have the rule two, you don't have them like are they do they consider the Jedi like their enemy, like fully their enemies, or is it like what makes them a, a Sith? Like what's so brief history lesson: the Sith were a species, like an actual red skin species. Mm. Um, you know, way, 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 way back in the day, uh, the very first tribe of the Jedi, there was a schism. Some Jedi broke off. They they accepted and embodied the the dark sides of the darker side of the force, um, 
and then they come in contact with this, this species and then eventually inbreed with them. So at this point in time, at the point of the, the story of Revan and Malik, the Sith species are still very much a thing. They do eventually go extinct, but they are they're very much a thing, but the Sith have have become the Sith term has become more of an overarching like term that applies to the classification of dark side user rather than the Sith people by themselves. Gotcha. So before the Sith wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It was a group of people. It was a group of people that were very much attuned to the dark side. Gotcha. They were also attuned to the dark side. They had a natural a natural tendency to go that way. Um, but by this point, the the you know Jeremiah, you asked like what the point of the Sith is. The the Sith now are a massive group of people in this period of time led by the tenets of the dark side and they strive for power. So their, their purpose is to defeat the Jedi and, and it always has been overthrow the Republic and instate their rule over the galaxy um, because of the teachings of the dark side itself. Um, so while they don't have the same purpose that we see in canon where, you know, they're waiting and they're hiding and they're doing this behind the scene thing. And then obviously Palpatine's going to take over. The end goal is still the same. The end goal is to, to, to still become powerful enough that they can rule the galaxy. If that answers your question. Okay, cool. So, so there's no, this is way before the rule of two. That's oh, what David said. I mean, thousands and thousands of, yeah. Well, thousands rule of two was a thousand years before, yeah, so we're looking at least right. another 2,000 years before. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so during the search um, for the remaining Star Maps pieces, Revan continued to grow on the dark side, even created his Sith, his own Sith holocron in the Temple of Naga Sadao, where they found a star map. Uh, in 3959 BBY, Revan and Malak were able to triangulate the location um of the Starforge in the Lehan system. Their ship crashed and they found themselves among uh, two lost tribes of the Rakatan people. Through the use of treachery and cunning, Revan tricked his way inside the Temple of the Ancients and gained access to the Starforge above the planet. So the Temple basically, he basically turned off a force field that allowed them to get to the Starforge. Okay. It's like a planetary shield type deal. And then they got, they got to the Starforge. Uh, so... Like I was saying, Revan and uh, Darth Malak broke free of the Emperor's mental control uh, and established their own empire with the Starforge, an ancient space station of great power that had been built by the Rakatan species. Using the Starforge to construct a military fleet and weapons, Revan and Malak waged war against the Republic uh, in the resultant Jedi Civil War. Uh, however, Revan was betrayed by his Sith apprentice Malak and captured by the Jedi Knight Bastilla Shan, who uh, saved Revan and formed a force bond with her captive. The Jedi Council, after hel uh, helping to heal his badly damaged body, wiped Revan's mind. Bastilla, uh, Bastilla, excuse me, secretly kept his mask, which he had picked up during their battle. So in in typical Sith fashion, Revan gets betrayed by Malak, 
and then gets beaten by Bastila and then gets his mind wiped. So yeah. Fun. That's the first chunk. Part four. How many parts are there? Is enabled. I'll ask for you to find out. Oh boy. Part four is actually called Why You Should Buy Wesley Andrews Coffee. Ooh. Oh, it says the events of Kotor. Okay. Plot twist. No, <laughs> Jeremiah. This next part, the next part that we're doing is actually about the sponsor of today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. So why don't we, instead of talking about it, because I've done enough talking already, let's just take a quick moment and listen to a quick word from today's sponsor, Wesley Andrews. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. You guys seem so enthusiastic when you say that. Do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, there you have it. Go buy a bag of coffee uh, or multiple bags of coffee. True. You do you. It's been saving my life lately, so. <laughs> and this is, we have a real life firsthand experience that Wesley Andrews Coffee is actually amazing. And it's proven, at least in one instance, to save your life when you have a baby. Yep, yeah, it helps True. you be a better parent. So if you want to be the best you can be for your kids. Daddy Palps, I feel you right now. So you might want to get some of this Wesley Andrews. Oh, so. yeah, because his. Baby girl is only what two weeks older than the miles, miles? something like something that. Like that? Yeah. A week yeah. or two, yeah. Let's just say making a She's couple definitely of not a miles ahead. All right, making a cup of coffee at one in the morning saves your life sometimes. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Jeremiah, have you ever had coffee? I've drinking. I thought you were gonna say Jeremiah. I've had cold. Had okay, so when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. My mom would not finish her mug of coffee, and we cold sitting on the counter, and I'd drink it. Jeremiah, you can't base your coffee experience okay on old uh, coffee. No, that's not. No, well, that's I'm not basing not his anything. Experience. He's just, oh, I'm he saying I don't. Drink I'm not saying I don't drink coffee because of that. I'm saying I don't drink coffee because I don't drink coffee. I don't he like hot beverages. Caffeine. I don't do caffeine. Yeah, I think the caffeine is more I, because you could do cold coffee. That's not really. You can also do decaffeinated cold coffee. No, but it's not. Uh, it's the flavor of coffee is okay. This is gonna be weird, and you're not gonna understand. And I understand that, 
but if I were to drink coffee, it would give me the flavor itself would give me a headache. Huh. Same same with artificial strawberry flavoring. It gives me a headache. Interesting. So like flavors give me headaches and coffee like if it's in something like I can like a subtle taste of coffee, like I don't mind it. But if I were to have like straight wow. coffee, that it, it's so concentrated of I coffee flavor. I think we've flavor, had this cover. I think we have this conversation. I would I would probably get a headache. Huh. One day. Maybe All not. Right. It's okay. Okay. Well, it's hey, not for that's, everyone. That's fine. Yeah. yeah but yeah, if it's fine. for you, use that Buy, discount code. Get, yeah, use that discount code. It actually <laughs> helps us. Okay. Let's uh let's let's dive back into the We're story flex, of Revan. But okay, yes. All right. Uh, any questions? Any, does it, do either of you have any questions about Revan thus far? Uh, what color are his eyes? Okay. Uh, brown, and when he's in the dark side, yellow. Interesting. Yeah. That is actually really... Is that him right there? Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's the, the most... Close-up. That's the mo- yeah, that's the most accepted version of him. Okay, so it's worth noting since we're since part four is called the events of Kotor, it's worth noting that Revan didn't have an official look because he was first envisioned as an RPG character that you could have a say in the way he looked. Interesting, oh, because it's correct. like no matter who you pick. Guy right. or girl or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And so, gotcha. uh, the kind of a standard issue issue, <laughs> standard <laughs> image of Revan was adopted more. Uh, was adopted later, later. and uh, it, all I'm saying is, Keanu Reeves mm. could 100% play a live action Revan. So That's what I've heard. Just gonna throw that out there. So. Um, Get on it. So you said the events of Kotor. So was everything that you've covered so far novel stuff? Everything that I covered so far was Legends material pre Kotor. And oh, it was not. Yes. And we, dude, we haven't even gotten to the novel yet. Wait, what? We haven't even got. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the events of the novel yet. The best. Wait, wait. I thought the best you said what ever. we did was before the game. What did you, you just say? That was just legend okay. knowledge. That's not the book. That's just legend's information. Where did that come from, though? That's his backstory. But if it wasn't in a book and it wasn't in a game, where did it come from? Well, there was a comic. And then, obviously, they wrote his backstory. Yes. But it was a lot of not a book? Was it in no, a book? No, it wasn't a book. What does that even mean? Like, I don't even you understand. just broke yeah, Jeremiah. It wasn't, yes, it wasn't yes, a book. <laughs> listen, listen. There are three, this is the way you can view it. There are three main sections of his life. You got the everything leading up to KOTOR, which we just covered. Yeah. You got KOTOR, which is a game. Yeah, I got that. And then that. you've got everything out after it, which is mo- mostly a novel. <laughs> and then a little bit after that. Okay. So, here, so Jeremiah here's a, Buckle in. That's what so he's this, trying this to This is why you. I don't want to do the EU. Because, like, it is, what? I don't understand like, how it wasn't a book. It was just written. After Jeremiah, the fact. you can have stories written that aren't directly related to a book in the Star Wars universe. Okay, you said comics. Ugh. Was it all comics, or was it? It wasn't all comics. It was is his story just it, it existed. 
You're asking too much, Jeremiah. But yeah, where, just, where, where was this information written down? Was it a magazine? Was it a pamphlet? Was it like it was what? a scroll from the Dude, Sith holocron? Part of it is his backstory. <laughs> other parts of it were explored later in other publications, like smaller publications or stuff. Like. Dude, it, it the thing about the expanded universe is like there are just th some things that exist. <laughs> okay, you just, just don't question it. Too much. I, 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 it's just like <laughs> oh, this is the best. I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it exists, but there's no. I don't know. It's just okay. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something for you. Okay. How nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to do something just for you. So we're going to, I'm going to go all the way down and we are going to look for all of, of course, oh, this is the Canon page. Nobody wants the Canon page. It's like, is this the it's name like of the one. ship from episode nine? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> and then like the one story that he popped up in that didn't get released in Clone Wars. Uh, to be, to answer your actual question, his eyes are brown, but they're yellow when he's in the dark side. <laughs> That's on the page I'm looking at. Um, so obviously there is, so there's a short story. There is a, a full comic that does detail a lot of what we talked about. There's another short story. Uh, and games. I mean, like a lot of it is has been pieced together from like a bunch of different. So there are forms of media. Star other Wars, games of that had him in it that wasn't Kortor. Well, you have Knights of the Republic, Knights of the Republic Two. He's in Galaxy of Heroes, which doesn't really. <laughs> eh, it is what it is. Um, he is in the Old Republic. He does make a, an appearance in the MMO. So it's like it's all dude, okay. it's a lot of stuff. Just okay. Just because like someone someone could like literally in passing mention him and like, yeah, Revan did this, and it's something that wasn't stated in the other story, and then you just you go, whoop, you just take that, you just take it, you put it in the main story. Okay. So uh so, yeah. I, I it's hard. I know it's hard, but yes, it is. This is the of of unofficial official Official non-canon story of Revan. Official, unofficial, official non-canon story. Non-canon story, yeah. So if that made it any easier to understand. Listen. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I looked down. David said the Old Republic has like a whole expansion around him. That, yeah. I'm, and I'm also pretty sure that um, the picture that I have on my screen uh, for like the main image for the events of KOTOR is from the old Republic. That's him from the it old is, Republic. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's a disclaimer about the next two sections. So I have the next two sections are the events of KOTOR and then post KOTOR. Um, these will probably feel a little bit faster um, and a little bit less in depth. And the reason for that, number one, KOTOR is kind of like a choose your own adventure game so there is there are some plot points that do happen but then also there's a lot of choice involved and so it would be impossible for, to, to to go into all of that um and expand on the character of revan in that respect so i'm going with the main summary of that and then obviously there is a book 
Um, and with, with any book, you have a massive depth of, of knowledge, especially when, when this character is the main character of the novel. And so, um, just know that these are kind of a little bit higher descriptions of what happens, but they are the actual main plot points. So there you go. Here we go. We're jumping in with his mind wiped. Revan was given a new identity as a Republic soldier by the Jedi Council and stationed aboard the Republic warship, the Endar Spire. However, uh, when Malak attacked the Spire above the planet Terrace in a failed attempt to capture Sean, uh, Revan joined forces with the Republic officer Karth Anasi and a number of, of other individuals on Taurus to locate Sean and escape the world before Malak destroyed the planet's surface. Revan and his friends travel to the planet Dantooine's Jedi Enclave, uh, which we've, that's been the setting of a few different uh, events in the story so far, uh, where he was retrained as a Jedi Padawan, sent on a mission to locate the star maps, Rakatan artifacts that would lead the way to the Starforge. Revan gained new allies and grew close with Sean during their travels. However, when the group was captured by Malak, Revan's true identity was revealed and Sean was captured, forcing Revan and his crew to find the final map and locate the Starforge on their own. Aboard the Starforge, Revan uh, brought a fallen Sean back to the light side of the Force with his love and defeated Malak, earning the Cross of Glory and the title of the Prodigal Knight. So, that's all, that's all we get for this section. However... It's worth noting um, that when you start KOTOR, like so many other people, and you have no idea, like I, when I played KOTOR for the first time, I had no idea who Revan was, right? So you're playing KOTOR, you're this character, you're a Republic soldier. All of a sudden you find out, whoa, 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 wait a second. I have force abilities. That's super cool, right? So you're playing this game. And you're like, oh, I have force abilities. That's super cool. And then you start being trained as a Padawan. And then you get like get your lightsaber. And all these cool things are happening. You're like, oh, shoot, I'm a Jedi. I can use a, but I, I can use a blaster too. And all these things like very unorthodox. Like it's, you know, obviously you're older. Why are you being trained when you're older? But anyways, you realize that you're like this really powerful force user. And you start trying to save the galaxy. And then in like, and you've heard like throughout the game, you hear about this Darth Revan character, like this terrible. What is his new name? Go Revan. So Plot twist. He goes by Revan, but he hears stories of Darth Revan. Well, he doesn't. He you you don't really like have. I do you, do you do you pick your name? You can change I can't remember, your name. I'm pretty. I can't remember if you pick your name. It's been a while, or like they just don't name you. They don't name. I think it's whatever your name is. Like when yeah. you play the game. Like, oh. it but then matter. like, it's like when they talk to you. I think like, I don't remember if they insert your name or is it just like you. Like, you don't really. No, uh, I I think you rename him. But like the whole time. Yeah, you the rename whole, him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's the whole good. time you're going through this game, and you're hearing these stories of like this terrible Sith Lord. And then all of a sudden, in a confrontation with what you think, well, I mean, he is he is the big the big bad for the game. But like in this confrontation with Malik, 
he's like plot twist your revan and then as as the player playing this game you're like wait what spoilers like this whole yeah that's why i said spoilers at the beginning that's why i said this is one of the greatest video game reveals like if you go through this whole process well jeremiah has been ruined for you i'm sorry well but i already this whole, knew that so so well, but if you go uh if you go through the whole process and have no concept of what's actually happening you get to this point in the game and you're like wait it's me like i but the, but all these questions you're like wait what but i'm a jedi like how did that work and it, it's just mind-blowing like you get to that point and you find out i am literally that bad guy and that's also why i'm so powerful with the force so mm -hmm. um that's fun and then obviously your love interest goes to the dark side and you bring her back and then you come back and you're affectionately uh referred to as the prodigal knight because you went to the dark side got your mind wiped came back remembered stuff still stuck with the light side and conquered evil so yes so does that wookie have like a metal sword a vibro sword yeah oh okay he's one of your uh he's one of your party members that's pretty in the cool. game yeah that's why i put him up there that's not technically what you look like in the game but it's not it's there it's it's the galaxy of heroes thing <laughs> if you played galaxy of heroes and seen revan that's what that's what we're looking at all right so that's the events of kotor's and kotor in a nutshell oh, nice. now we're going to move on to post kotor uh so i've mentioned mitra a few different times uh the the person that we're looking at if you're watching the video or you are uh on twitch that's what that's who we're looking at right now she needs to fix the white balance on whoever took that picture yeah she does she does she's very, <laughs> very overexposed but what? it's fine okay oh okay, so okay. this is a sith this is an actual sith that's what their species looks like correct they have Ooh. red skin they have these like face kind of tendril things uh, a lot of times the main two that are kind of like under their nose on their, the upper lip where they had like ornaments or they were, they looked like they were braided or something like that. Um, but they had like somewhat spiky faces. Most of them were bald. They look cool. Yeah. Not all of them were bald, but it was a common look. And then for the men at least. Um, but yeah, that is a, that is a red skin. Sith. So, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, you've never seen one before, just type in, go to Google and type in Sith species one time. And there's, there's like a ton of, uh, art, some of which that was actually included in like some of the, um, like the non-canon, um, like complete reader's guide that I have, like that was written by Pablo Hidalgo. There's like, you know, art from that you can find and stuff too. So lots of cool stuff. Okay. So. Revan married Sean and sank into obscurity for several years until his resurfacing memories of his time as Darth Revan led him to leave his wife and unborn child behind in a oh, search for God. answers in the unknown regions. <laughs> I love how Drew, like every from now on, your reactions are going to be completely different when we talk about children. Yeah. Which is fair. a good thing. I said he left his wife and his unborn child and Drew's just like his heart's just breaking. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, this is 
the next few sentences and the ones we just read are uh, a very huge oversimplification of the book, the plot of the book. So he's married to um, uh, Sean, and Saint, you know, he goes away for a while. His, his memories resurface. He's living as a successful Jedi, uh, but his memories resurface, and um, he's like, I got to go. I got to do this. I got to figure this out. So keep in mind he leaves and his child has not been born yet. He's a deadbeat. Yeah, keep going. What? <laughs> what? Anyways. Uh, a former lieutenant of his named Mitra Surik rescued him. Uh, wait, hold on. Sorry. Let me uh, let me go back. I just definitely just jumped a few sentences. Uh, so he goes for answers in the unknown regions. He's captured by the Sith on... Um, the Sith planet. I'm something cat cast. I'm totally blanking the name now. Why can I not remember that? I just read it. Anyways, same Sith planet. He gets imprisoned. He he ends up there looking for answers. He gets imprisoned, and he's imprisoned for three years. So this is where Revan's story gets kind of sad. So he has he has this great life. He's got a good wife. Uh, Bastila. You know she's 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 got their their baby cooking in the oven. He leaves, and he gets imprisoned for three years. So does he leave because he Jerome like, Cost? Thank you, thank you, Tanner, for reminding like, me of that. He left because he's trying to figure out himself, but he does plan to come back. Or did he leave? No, no, no. He he plans he plans to come oh, back. Oh, so, the so baby's this, born. Th- this is the whole tragedy, and 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 I need to I need to express this. This is a really good book. You made it sound like he's like, oh, I'm just gonna leave my wife now. And- no, he okay. no, he actually went to go get milk from the store, but something else Stop. happened. Stop. So, okay. What I what what the the whole story is that he he starts having these memories, his memories are resurfacing, and he's like, I, I I have this hunch, like sure they beat Malik. But I've got this hunch that there's there's this like greater threat at the fringes of my mind. I can't place it. It's out there. I've got to figure this out mm-hmm. because I think the galaxy is actually at risk. Gotcha. Like there's this sense of urgency. It's like I I can't knowingly stay with you knowing you're in danger. Like I'm pretty sure if my memory if my memory serves me correctly, like there's actually a conversations along the line. Uh, there's a conversation along the lines of like. I've got to do this because you're at risk. Like I'm doing this out of love to keep you safe. Gotcha. And so he goes and the, the tragedy is that he, he gets imprisoned. Like he goes and, and it doesn't go according to plan. Um, and he's in prison there on the planet by, Pretty sure it was by Scourge, the Sith in the in the picture. So that said Scrooge, Lord Scrooge. <laughs> when I was reading it. No. <laughs> uh, but three years later, uh, uh, Mitra Surik, uh, the one who did the, I wanted to say the thought bomb, the mass shadow generator, she, uh, with the help of Scourge, uh, frees Revan. Uh, they free Revan from his prison. The trios attempt to eliminate, they try to eliminate the Sith Emperor, uh, but obviously it fails again because he's super powerful. And Revan was held captive by the Emperor for 300 years. Fun. How, so, 
300 years. How is he able to live that long? Okay. So he he's taken to capture uh he's taken captive by the the emperor and then he's like basically I I'm going to I'm going to actually go to this point in the story and make sure that I read this correctly because I don't want to get it wrong. Um but th- this is the way the book ends and it bro it pissed me off so much. Like I was so I was so mad when the book ended because like you don't like this is the last thing that happens. Like he's he's captive and it describes this mental he he's he's being tortured and he's locked in this mental battle with the Sith Emperor like in the plane of the force essentially and it it pissed me off so much there's even there okay so another little side sad note while i'm finding this uh when mitra comes and picks him up she brings the she brings a droid with her that has a hologram of uh bastila and his his son like and that he's never met dang gg yeah, it's it's crazy. It's anyways. Um so I'm gonna read Rev and then explain he had num- he had remembered his path how Malik had been lured into a trap and corrupted. Okay, so their discussion soon turned to the possibility that the Emperor would attempt to repeat the ritual he performed on Thema here on Droman Kos. The Revan and Scourge concluded that the Emperor would not. Scourge, Surik, and Revan then agreed that they would try to kill the Emperor as now was their best chance at eliminating the threat he posed to the galaxy. And Revan suggested that they all get some rest before dawn. While Surik settled into meditation, Revan resumed watching his wife's message he was soon interrupted by a restless scourge. The Sith Lord sought to learn more of Revan's view of the Force and visions, and Revan admitted that he had been bluffing about his vision earlier, despite the fact that he received a true vision shortly after. Revan and Scourge, Scourge's decision led Revan to admit that he was willing to die. Uh, if that was the Force attained for him, let me see. So this is like the part right before, right before they go in. Okay, so locked in stasis, hovering between life and death, Revan was unable to move as the Emperor reached out across dozens of light years and fed off the Jedi Master's strength using Revan's power to fuel his own. The Emperor also linked his mind to Revan's and tried to draw on his knowledge of the Republic and the Force so that he could learn more about his enemies. However, Revan resisted the Emperor's influence with with his strength of will uh, and the the Force Ghost of Surik remained next to him, lending her friend strength to fighting the Emperor, preventing the Sith from taking his knowledge. So, like, he's stuck in stasis in a mental battle with the Emperor. Like, and the Emperor's using him as a conduit of the Force through which he could see the visions of the future through Revan, use their link uh, in reverse... Uh, though Revan used their link in reverse to temper the Emperor's aggression and slow the Sith plans of uh, plans to wage war on the Republic. However, Revan was mentally tortured for centuries by the Emperor. Uh, 
and the fear-wielding Sith Lords known as the Dreadmasters. The Sith thought to twist him to the dark side and remake him as the Emperor's servant, and though he was able to resist, Revan's mind eventually fractured under the strain. So, like, it was bad. It was, it was crazy. And, like, the book ends, the book ends with him being tortured. Like, that's it. Like, that's when the book, like, you, you get through and you're like, oh, he's going to make it. He's going to get back to his wife. And it, no. 300 years. Never sees his wife again. Never sees his kid in real life. GG. But he made that sacrifice to try to hold the emperor and the Sith Empire at bay. Fun. Yeah. It's really sad. But it's also a really good book. Please please go read the book, even though if you're listening to this, you know how it ends. But still, go read the book. It's, <laughs> It's really good. Okay. So. Uh, so Re Revan was held captive for the Emperor for 300 years until he was finally freed by Republic forces. Uh, taking control of the Rakatan Foundry, which is another similar to the Starforge kind of. Uh, Revan attempted to construct an army of extermination droids to destroy the Empire, but the Jedi Master died when he was defeated by an Imperial strike team. However, the torture that he experienced at the hand of the Emperor had splintered Revan's mind, and while part of him attempted to become one of the Force with the Force, the rest rejected death and clung to life, embracing the dark side. So he literally kind of split into two separate like Force entities, uh, embracing the dark side. Taking control of the fanatical order of Revan, he sought to destroy the Sith Emperor once and for all by bringing the Sith ruler back to a physical form and killing him. Uh, but both the Empire and the Republic joined together in an effort to stop him. Revan's light side was unable to pass on and aided the Coalition in defeating the Dark Revan. And although the Emperor was able to regain his strength, the two halves of Revan merged and were able to die a final death. Revan's spirit went on to aid the Heroes of the Galaxy in defeating the Sith Emperor once and for all, and his task completed. He became one with the Force, uh, and his task completed, he became one with the Force. His legacy, however, would live on. The Sith Lord Darth Riven, who lived during the thousand-year conflict known as the New Sith Lords, chose his name after reading a damaged manuscript about Revan, and the Sith Lord Darth Bane discovered Revan's Sith holocron on the planet Lehan and used Revan's teaching to develop the Rule of Two philosophy, which we talked about in our episode on Darth Bane. So, can you elaborate on the the split Revan thing? It was like a Force Ghost type thing. Two Force. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and and David, really quickly, David makes a a, a really good uh, point. Something I do want to mention now that I've been reminded of it. Uh, Grandmaster Satil at the time uh, was his descendant. So one of his descendants from him in Bastila ended up being the grandmaster of the order Ooh. oh that's cool yeah. yeah who by the way uh if you watch the old republic mmo cinematics there's a there's a girl who looks very similar to bastila um it when oh i, I think you know when they're the in the crazy, forest the, not in the well in the forest yes but there's also the one where it's the jedi the master and the padawan and it's her in the space station when the Sith attack. Oh, yeah. 
and they have that epic lightsaber duel. Yeah. And he's like, Satil, run. That's that's her. That's her. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So it's all it's all connected. Um, especially in the older public. Like that whole video game franchise is is very heavily connected. Interesting. So um basically the force or the torture that he endured split his force being into two separate sides. Like it was so bad that it splintered him into essentially a light side and a dark side. That was like two force ghosts, basically. Essentially, yeah. Okay. To make to put it simply, yes. So like actually and that, and this is the part of his life that I know the least about too. So um but yeah. Cool. Pretty crazy stuff. So the question but, so do you think that with the remake of the game that they're gonna canonize what's in the game? I don't I don't know I don't know how they could because the High Republic is has already done so much in changing what we thought about the like that whole time period. Um because like in the old republic game, like there's no frontier, like we're just exploring the outer rim. Like it's, it's established. There's hyperspace lanes. Like yeah. obviously the, you know, like. And the time it, is before technically, right? Well, the time of the game is like. Before the higher. 3,000 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like there's like a 3,000 so. year difference. So they would have to either change. They would have to retcon what they've already released, which is not going to happen. Or they would have to change kotor so much that it fit in the timeline and no one wants that um uh, but people might want that to make revan canon though i'd rather them man right yeah but like that's such a such an integral part of his story but it seems like if they're coming out with this game like if they come out with a game and don't have plans to have canon Revan in the future, like I honestly, like you I can't think, do a canon Revan and then well, come out also with a game that's not canon. I like, think they're coming yeah, out can. with a game because the other game is being delayed even more, and they need to put out content. Well, I also think it's just it's it's more so like a really expensive fan service project because that too people i mean fans fans have been asking for a remake of kotor for years years and years and years and years ever when since did they like, originally come out what year it came out in yeah david said that that game won't be canon yeah i think honestly jeremiah yeah, i think it's because no that open world concept bounty hunter game that open world concept bounty hunter game that is coming out is going to get announced as and be even delayed more than it already is and so i think this is something to let us have because there's when you sign contracts like disney and stuff you have to put out a certain number of games which is why ea put out like a half made vr squadrons squadron game because they had to fill out their contract and i think this is something similar where like hey we can read we can put a blanket over this and make it look way nicer 
and it's going to take up less time and less money, and that way we can put our resources towards this other game that's going to be delayed. Well, I, I will say that it's also, remake. It's, it's not a remaster, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's a also game. E, True. So EA is no longer the exclusive. No, no, I'm saying the license new... holder. But the 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 open world game and this studio are different studios as oh, well. Oh, they are. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I thought it was. Yeah, the same I'm studio. I'm pretty sure they are. Um. Yeah. So, I don't know. I. I mean, if they wanted to change things to canonize, I'm sure, but I doubt it. I so doubt is there that multiple gonna... gaming companies that own the rights to Star Wars now? There's... There are multiple gaming companies yeah. that are developing games, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so There's it's all not kinds just... of them. Well, yeah. no, I know, but before it was just EA, you know. Yeah, but they they had a they had a contract for three games and they did those three. <sighs> and now Barely, it's not yeah. Yeah, it's not EA anymore. Perfect. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, David mentioned in the chat, Open World is Ubisoft. Yes, I know that. I didn't so, know who. But it's not. It's this. not Ubisoft that's doing Knights of okay. the Old Republic. Cool. And Knights of the Old Republic is going on twenty years old. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which, so. Andrew, you were, you were saying like you want the port, at least. Yeah. Um, when I open the game on my phone, it literally says Kortor. Like that's the name of the game. Yeah. So I think it's both. I don't remember. I've never formally been. Well, yeah. if they can do it with Republic Commando, they can do it with this. It oh just, no, no, they can do it. Yeah, I just, I just. Did wish you ever they... get the Republic Commando? Not one? yet. It came out right though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out. I should get it. I don't have a lot of time. So... <laughs> yeah, you you have other priorities. I like plan to read a bunch. That's not happening. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah. There's always more time. Maybe. <laughs> that look. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and transition over to voicemail time. Unless you guys have any more Revan questions. I'm nope. good. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then let's just go ahead and transition to voicemail time, shall we? Yes. Yes. Drew, you want to? You want to do it? Or do you have the button? Do you, do you want to do it? Just button it. You don't. You don't want to do it one more time. Mm. Just for me. <laughs> no. Just push the button. All right. Here we go. All right, everyone. We have two voicemails tonight. One from. Uh, I believe a Discord user Tarzan, ooh, um, and one, one from David. <laughs> nice. And I'm saying that because we have a special entry of Stormtrooper poetry. Ooh. Uh, but let's listen to this first vo voicemail first, shall we? Hey guys, this is Tarzan. I. Uh, Hope this makes it to the end of one of your videos, but I actually have a question. So, do you guys play video games? And if you do, uh, what's your favorite one? And uh, if you're listening to this and it is on the the, the show, join the Discord. Discord, it's actually really fun. Anyway, see ya. Well, it sounds yeah. like this boy's having fun somewhere else. <laughs> I think he's probably in the lunchroom or something right now. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> like it sounded like he was like at work or something or in in a cafeteria or something. 
Uh, dude, Tarzan, thank you. Thank you for sending that in. It did make it into an episode. Yes, it did. It's a good question. And yes, if you're listening to this and you have not already, join the Discord. Do it. Do it. And we'll talk, we'll talk about how to do that. All, in a I'm pretty bit. sure all voicemails so far have made it to episodes. So if you're worried yeah. that it's not, it's going to make it. So Unless you tell us not to, and then we won't. Or it's but we can still very answer your question. Or, yeah. Yeah. Remember, we try to keep things family friendly here. Correct. So, uh, yeah. Favorite Anyways, game. Favorite um, game. Favorite video have game. To be, he didn't say Star Wars. No, he just favorite, favorite he just video said game. Game. All right. Yeah. Well, Andrew's Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay. Animal. I love Animal Crossing. I feel like you're a flappy bird kind of gay. <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah. Dude, don't oh. insult me. <laughs> I'm not okay. Look, I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I'm not just like an exclusive mobile gamer. Like, don't, don't, don't give me that. Okay, sorry. I don't know. If I don't it, know why that would be a bad. Flappy was thing. on the Switch though, Jeremiah. He I still, dude. I didn't have the. <laughs> I didn't have the patience for Flappy Bird. Yeah, I, I hated that game. I hated that game. My my brother in law Will, dude, he was so freaking good at that game. I hated that game. I may like, or may not have sold my iphone 5 because it had that game on it and i was able to make more money because of it oh i'm sure it uh, yeah dude people are doing that i'll yeah. never forget the time so uh in my suite in college we were all playing flappy bird and we were trying to trying to see who could get the highest score and my brother-in-law goes into the bathroom to take a take a poop <laughs> and comes out and he's like guys i got like 450 something and i'm like damn that that's bs no way he showed me the score and i was like what when you're like, focused how does that when you're when you're dialed Gosh. in, when you're Anyways, locked in. I think I think my favorite video game of all time, and this is uh, you're either gonna respect it or you're gonna hate it. RuneScape. I can respect it. I loved RuneScape. I I spent. I have a friend years, that still plays it nonstop. Dude, I spent years on RuneScape in high school. Like at least three of the four years of high school. Wow. I was playing that pretty hardcore. Um because i had like a really i had a really good group of friends who we all like we all played together so we would all get on and just like chat and just That's hang out or, yeah dude like it was so much fun and then like you get you get done with all the free-to-play stuff and then i got a membership and it, obviously it unlocks this whole other like massive world that you didn't have before and then there's, there's just tons of goals and like it takes a lot of time so it, like it doesn't feel like you accomplish everything too quickly mm-hmm. like there's always something else to kind of strive for like they've got the, they've got a great in-game well i would say it's great some some other people might not but they have a, a really good in-game economy like i don't know uh, I, uh, my friend cody if you're listening shout out to you he streams that game like all yeah. the time still so. yeah they they do have they do have like a super super updated one I, and i i tried to play that and i was like this is too different for me so they have runescape it classic seemed, which i, I played say, it seems so confusing to me that I yeah well and it's crazy because i i was like actively playing the game when the full screen update came out that dude gotcha. that was that was revolutionary like when you could do when you could go full screen for that game we lost our crap it was so cool, and then they updated the graphics, and it looked really, really good. So I'm like, I'll never forget so the you, first time you grew with the game. Yeah, I grew with the game. Like That's I wasn't the there at the very game. beginning, but like I got in early enough that like 
I'll never forget the first time I was I was playing in HD graphics and full screen, bro. I felt like a freaking king. That's what it was up. amazing. So and then and then obviously like I got busy and I got out of it and then I tried to I tried to go back. I was like, whoa, this is good thing they have RuneScape Classic because the new ones intense. The new ones it's so it's more complicated. I I would imagine it's more fun, but it's also I'm pretty sure at the core of it I think it's the same game. Like they haven't changed it too much, which is good, but. Uh, yeah, RuneScape. Yeah. Jeremiah. Well, I've said a lot on the podcast, but The Last of Us Remastered is my favorite game of all time. But I'm not That's the good. biggest gamer, so like I don't have a lot of a big, huge list. But yeah. Um, but I also really enjoyed Final Fantasy VIII on PlayStation 1. Ooh. Yo. Oh, dude. That was a good game. And Yo, that reminded me. What? Keep going. And, I have an honorable mention this shit. And to share. on for PlayStation Two, Freedom Fighters. That's a not a game that a lot of people know about, but it was a, yeah, an amazing game. It was like uh, it was like an alternate history game. So like Russia invaded the United States, Ooh, and like that's fun. It's yeah. like Red Dawn. Yes, that's and so game. it's you're just this guy that's like trying to like lead a rev- revolution against the russians and like uh you like could uh build charisma so like the more charisma you had the more people would join you and they could do like squads go on missions and you can like tell like your speech your speech skill in uh skyrim yeah sure yep, yep. and so uh um, you've never played skyrim no and so oh. uh you could like tell you could like get like up to like 10 people on your team like as you go through you can like tell like three of them to go over here and like this defend and like yeah five people go over there attack it was, it was a super fun game and like they would have um they would have like a how would i explain it? like there's like different maps but like it's like a level map so like one map has three levels on it like three missions but okay. like they're th- separate maps and so yeah. like one of them would have a helicopter pad. And so if you went to the, one of the other two, the helicopter could come and bring more troops. But if you start on Ooh. that one, you can destroy the helipad, and then there's no helicopter on the other two maps when you're playing those levels. So like you had to strategize on what you want to destroy on each map or do on each map so you wouldn't have to deal with the other things from the other two maps while you're doing it. So it was an interesting strategy game, like figuring out what that, and that was just, it was just fun. Right. And that was PlayStation 2, so it's like ahead of its game. And I have even bought yeah. the soundtrack for that wow. game. Too. Wow. So that was a you great really soundtrack like on it. Yeah. That's that's cool. sick. Uh so uh Death by Pie mentioned um Sly Cooper 2. Sly Cooper was great. But my honorable mention is now that you reminded me, Jeremiah, Final Fantasy twelve. Ooh. dude i spent so much time so many so many hours on that game on playstation 2 oh, such a good game and the soundtrack i mean any final fantasy soundtrack is gorgeous but uh that was a big deal for me and obviously another honorable mention that i just remembered is breath of the wild zelda breath of the wild is a masterpiece like it's really good dude, that was like the I, first game i beat in such a long time yeah like yeah, from Breath of the Wild is... It's so good. It's 
a, a 10 out of 10 in my book. I, RuneScape is my favorite game because of the nostalgia, but mm-hmm. I would say, I would say if I had to, to, to base it solely on experience, it probably would be actually be Breath of the Wild. So what yeah. about, how would you feel about the insane trilogy, the Crash Bandicoot insane trilogy? You, no. you don't want to no. rank that? No. Oh, no. gosh. No. No, I don't. I'm not going to put anything in my top five that makes my blood pressure rise that much. <laughs> no, that's fair. All right, Drew. Um, for me, Mario Kart on GameCube was legendary. <laughs> wait, back wait, in the Double day. Dash. Double Dash is still Yo! the best Mario Kart to date. Double Dash. You can argue all day, but you know you're, it's true. That was probably one of my favorite games growing up, and that that game still holds up to this day. I love that game um that game um i i like mario super mario 3 is really fun on nes it's a really good game yeah um i like that one but i think for me what like re brought me up into like gaming and i game kind of a a bit i would say uh (laughs) probably (laughs) uh when like I would do big land parties at my old place with all my brothers in law, we used to play Fortnite. We all sucked at it. We all still suck at it. It's not, <laughs> we're not right. the best. But to have like five plus PS4s all in one room, all together with monitors, and you're all together in one room, and then you finally get one win, and you've been playing for literally eight hours straight, and you get one win because we all suck. That was that's what regenerized gaming for me, and I love that. Um, Dude, so just playing with people is like yeah, my favorite yeah. thing. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I think I think that's the key to playing a game and and having the most fun is like having a, a group of friends that you can experience that with. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, playing Pokemon, super fun. Well, you I was gonna say Pokemon. the game I played the most consistent is pokemon go oh yeah i gotta play that daily but like dude that's way more fun with people oh a hundred percent like like if you play if you're playing that by yourself you'll you'll get burnt out super fast david i send you invites you gotta keep looking i send you invites (laughs) to raids all the time dude you gotta come out but yeah no since i moved there's a gym behind my house and i can reach it in my house Hey. So it's pretty dope because I hey. can like battle and have my Pokemon in the gym and get free. It's awesome. So. Yeah. Yes. All right. Drew, do you remember when we were kids, we would play video games before church upstairs? Yes. And there was that football game. Like, I think it was like NFL Blitz or something like that. Yep. Yep. That was the best. And we could just like do backflips in the end zone. I, I remember <laughs> I would always play your brother, Jess. And I'd destroy him every time, and he was like yell and scream and get so mad when I was playing. <laughs> he loved that game. He still loves that game. I'm pretty sure he has like a Sega that has that game. Was that Sega? Sega? I thought it was. I thought it was wasn't PlayStation it? One, or maybe it's PS One. Might have been PlayStation One. Either way, he probably has it. But no, NFL Blitz was really dope because you could like literally beat up people. Yeah, it was. Awesome. It was like over the top. It was way intense, and they should make a remaster version of that game. That would be sick. That would be pretty cool. Because, like, with, like, blood and, like, super intense. <laughs> I, would, I would play that game. That would be dope. But... All right. Well, there you go, Tarzan. 
Yes. Thanks for sending that in, though. That's a good question. Any that any question that question. gets us to, to go off on a tangent like that is, is always I, good. No one asked us that question before. That's pretty cool. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. All right. Well, let's uh, let's strap in for some Stormtrooper poetry. Here we go. Stormtrooper poetry. I once was a boy named Jet, whose father had once said, you have to go far, so I joined the Death Star, and now I am gripping dead. Stormtrooper poetry. All right, that's what's up. <laughs> he had there to you go. record it on his phone or something, and then play it. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's sad. Uh, well, but, yeah, it's, it's sad. But also, poetry. you didn't say join the Discord afterwards, which I was kind of surprised. Nah, Tarzan did though. True, he did. So we're good. We've got someone saying we got we got that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was wonderful, David. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the Discord, I think this is a good segment, uh, or a good segue, excuse me, to jump right into how you can actually join the Discord. So we mentioned it a few different times, um, and the easiest way, there is a link in the description of our audio episodes. The link is also in our Instagram bio, and it is in the About Us section on our Twitch page. Uh, if you click that link in any of those three places, it is a landing page, and it takes you to uh, a page that has all of our social media accounts on it. You click the little icons, go to all of them. It's the easiest way to, to connect with us on the internet. It also has uh, a link to join the Discord. So you do need that link. Uh, but if you can find that landing page link um, in one of those three places, you click on it, there's another button right there. It says join the Discord. There's also a link uh, for you to leave a voicemail as well. So if you want to leave a voicemail, you want to be a part of an episode, you want to hear hear your your, vo- your voice on air and listen to us answer your questions or like we said if you don't want to have your question um actually played on air but you want us to answer it we'll still do that as well so there's a there's a button for that and like i said buttons for all of our other social media accounts so twitch twitch.tv forward slash empire radio there's a link for that there that's where we live stream the recordings of all of these episodes uh live every tuesday at 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern uh, so if you want to catch a live stream and you want to be a part of the chat that we referenced, that's the way to do it. But all the other good stuff, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook is on there as well. Uh, we do record the live video versions of the live streams and we do post them on our YouTube following the episode. So make sure you find that link. Click on it. Just do everything. Just do, do everything it. when Just you get there. Just do it yeah. all. Also, Jeremiah, David said in the chat that it is a voice mod and it's supposed to be a Stormtrooper helmet sound. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I hear it. So there you go. Sick. All right. Well, anything else, boys? No. No. Star Wars Visions. It's coming next week. It's coming. This is your reminder. Yes. Today is, at the time of recording, September 21st. We're like less than eight hours away from Visions. Yep. Next week, the 28th, we will be doing Star Wars Visions in some Correct. capacity. We might yes. be doing multiple Visions episodes. Who knows? I, but, I have a feeling we're going to do multiple. So stay on stay on target. I was gonna stay say. on target. Yeah. And stay on target. I'm excited for Visions. I'm going to yeah, be so up excited. all night for other reasons, and I'll probably be watching <laughs> Visions at the same time. So, I just telling you guys right now. Sorry, I'm not doing a watch party of visions. Um, I don't have the time for that right now. Oh, so you're saying you have like a legitimate adult responsibility that now I do. Yes, you shouldn't be apologizing for. 
Sure, but some people enjoy our watch parties, Andrew, and I miss no, I, them. I got it. I would love to watch them with you too, Andrew. But Aww. oh, oh, it's kind of sad. I'd be, dude. That I'd be down. Thing. I'd be down. Yeah. So we gotta get Jeremiah in on one one day. One, I mean, for the book of Boba, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do those. So, oh yeah, that is 100%. our goal. So, uh, they did say so. This there's there was a hint. So Disney Plus Day, you know they they they've been releasing stuff about like all the new the list, right? Yeah, they they so Disney Plus released the list, yeah. But I saw then that. Star Wars on their Instagram released a separate post. It was like a GIF of the Disney Plus Day announcement, and their the caption was like, "Stay tuned for Disney Plus Day. It'll be worth it, or something like like you won't regret it, or something like that." And I'm like, does that mean? When is that? that when does is that, that happen? So, I think it's November twenty first. That far? Disney Day? I didn't even heard of that. Disney Plus Day. Oh. Well, it's it's like a new thing. Like it's the first time. Didn't they just release? Well, a maybe list? that is that the the anniversary of when it released? Yeah. Yes. I think oh, so. okay. That is. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, so I'm looking at the post right now. So, they have they had a post. So celebrate the stories you love on November, or sorry, tw- November twelfth, not November twenty first, November twelfth, and it says add Disney Plus Day to your calendar. You won't regret it. Is that a Tuesday? And I'm, or what is that? I, I don't. I'm I haven't, going. I'm, I'm not looking. That, that is a you're Friday. The, you're, you're the date guy. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh. So, uh, David did say it's called Star Wars Special Look. I know that they're doing that. It was on the main list. But I'm wondering if they've got something else up their sleeve. Do you think they're gonna drop Boba that day? I um, I don't know. Do you think they'll drop Boba without a trailer or release day? Like say it ahead that'd of time. Be crazy. I mean, that'd be like a Stranger Things drop. Remember Stranger Things season two? They just dropped it on us, and I was like, I, yeah, I don't remember that. Really? They did that. It was like, hey, by the way, it's up. Go watch it on Netflix. No, that didn't like, happen. No, no, it was it was legit. It was like they had no release date, and it just showed up on Netflix. And they say, "Hey, by the way, it's there." And that's not true every- because I remember I planned ahead because no season three you planned ahead, but season two it was no, like no, a drop. Season no, no, two, season two released on Halloween. Yeah, but like they didn't say it. They just, yeah, they did. Yeah, they because did because I because really? I planned for it. Yeah, I planned. Yeah, Micaiah, Micaiah and I planned to watch it on Halloween. Oh, the whole thing. You're you're and thinking of um, that Cloverfield movie. Oh, I don't. On this from the Super Bowl, the third Cloverfield oh, movie. Oh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they. I'm also pretty sure that like. I swear they did that. American pop artists have done that too. Like I'm pretty sure Beyonce did that one time. Oh yes. Well, I mean. Like so, I, it was either her or Rihanna. A- I don't remember, but like I remember waking up in like middle school or high school, and people being like, "Yo." Like they just dropped. Well, an Eminem album. did that with one of his albums. It yeah, like without dropped. any warning. So that'd be dope. I'm down for random drops like that. That'd but, be fun. Yeah. But I mean, Stranger Things season four trailer is supposed to be rumored to come out any day now. So I mean, we've kind of gotten. Well, we haven't gotten anything like a not teaser. Really. Like, that's not anyways, what I anyways. want. <laughs> True. At least you're I, honest. But yeah, but, no, uh, it, that would yeah. be cool. But I doubt it. But. I mean, I'm not saying that it's it's like a rumor or anything, but it was just interesting that Star Wars posted that and was like, hey, you won't regret it. And I'm like, why would they be saying that about 
well, Star because Wars, special they did look. say that Boba was December, so yeah. Like uh, David in the chat said, he's putting money down that's a trailer for Boba Fett, which I would assume that's more more accurate. Maybe. We'll see you in November. Yeah. Jeez. But we'll see you next week for Star Wars Visions. True. Visions. And on that note, you've been listening to another wizard. I'm just going to go with wizard again. <laughs> another. You've been listening to another wizard episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.